0: What do you do when you know your cluster B just doesn't care? When you are self aware? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, if you haven't listened to The Little Things You Do, that's my previous podcast from last week, I would recommend that you do have a listen to it because this is sort of a continuation. This is sort of an, an addendum, for lack of a better term, to my last podcast, which a lot of people have listened to, a lot of people have reacted to. And I want to share with you another experience that I had with my wife over the weekend, which I guess it was further punctuated how little she cares, how she doesn't hold me in any regard. Again, I've been married for almost 20 years, and my wife has essentially discarded me. She remains in this household purely because of financial reason, reasons. There's no two, ways in my, no two ways in my mind that she's here for any other particular reason other than the fact that she thinks she's helping to raise our daughter, who is also self-aware. Of Who she is and what she is and doesn't really want anything to do with her But if you ask my wife why she was still here She would tell you that she has to be here because she has to take care of our daughter Which that only entails taking her to school in the morning and that's pretty much it So i'm not really sure where that goes, but that's another story for another podcast, but nonetheless This past weekend we were watching a movie and my wife decided to sit on the couch That's usually where I sit Um, Because the dog likes sitting in the chair that she normally sits and she spends hours wrestling with the dog back and forth about, you know, giving up the chair. And so she finally decided to sit on the couch. And so when the movie started, if my wife could have sat on a couch that was longer than Putin's table when he meets with diplomats from other countries, she would have sat outside of the house. She would have sat on a couch that was 15 feet long it was very interesting to see that she just was not comfortable sitting within a closer distance of me. Now, again, I wasn't reaching out to her and pulling her close to me or trying to force any close personal space with her, but the body language was such that she was sitting so far away that she couldn't even see the TV screen properly. She was watching it at an angle. And so therefore, as the movie progressed, she actually got up and did sit in the chair and ended up wrestling with the dog over the space. So that was a further reminder of how little she cares. Here's a woman who has been married to me for almost 20 years and who has discarded me, who has told me on many occasions that she doesn't like me that I'm just an acquaintance, further reemphasizing that. And I think what's happened now and the reason why she's more distant is because I have become more distant. She tends to mirror and they do tend to mirror your moods. Um, She mirrors my civility. I'm certainly very civil with her, but I'm no longer trying to be physical with her in any shape or form. I am not trying to be affectionate with her because, as I said in my previous podcast, she recoils. Why is she still here? Well, I think, again, she's here for financial circumstances. And why am I still here? Because I don't want to go to war. I'm not prepared to go to war yet. Unlike Putin, unlike Russia, I don't have my troops massed at the border. I am not prepared to deal with with a cluster B and her rage and her irrational thoughts and her claims. I'm not prepared for that. If I tried to throw my wife out of this house, I can assure you that she would not go willingly. She might call the police. And in the end, I would be the one in handcuffs being led out of my house because she would accuse me of abuse. So I choose at this junction not to go to war. And I would recommend to you, if you are in a similar circumstance, that you don't go to war with a cluster B, a borderline or a narcissist, until you are prepared for the outcome because the outcome is not pretty. So what do you do when you know they just don't care? When you come out of the fog, when you start to realize reality, when you look at the relationship and you stop making excuses, you stop sweeping things under the rug. Because chances are, that's what you're doing now. You're making excuses for them. I know I did. I would just kind of look at my wife and say, well, I guess that's just the way she is. I guess I'll just kind of excuse her behaviors. I guess I will go without, or I guess maybe, maybe it's something I said, casting blame to myself when really it is my wife and the way that she behaves. So now that I've come out of the fog, I will tell you this. When you realize that your relationship has been pretty much a ruse, a show, you've been duped, you feel horrible, it doesn't feel good. I will tell you that right now. You feel hurt. You feel empty. You feel, you just, you, you come, you go into disbelief. I still just cannot believe the amount of time and emotional investment I have made. And I have absolutely nothing to show for it. It's like putting something in an emotional bank account. And then you come to realize all the money is gone. What do you do when you invest in somebody, your life, your soul, your everything, and you have nothing to show in return? And folks, that's what a relationship with a cluster B is all about. It's giving. It's giving until you have no give left. And then you step back and you wonder, what do I have to show for it? Do you have somebody who's normal, somebody who you can rely on, somebody you feel safe with? Okay. Do you feel safe? And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I don't. That's why I say I choose not to go to war because that's what it is. I could come to my wife and say, look, that was weird what you just did. Why are you sitting so far away from me? why don't you get closer to me? I wouldn't want to hear the answer. The answer would be hurtful. It would be swift. It wouldn't be pleasant. And if I went to war with my wife, watching that movie would be torture because she would be in a mood. She'd be angry. Why did I ask her? Why did I tell her? Why did I accuse her? She's innocent. I'm guilty understand that everything wrong with the relationship is your fault. It has to be. They can't take ownness they can't they can't take responsibility. So what do you do when you know they don't care? That's a question you have to ask yourself because in reality, if you're dealing with a borderline, it might be different. Maybe you're borderline, well, no, they don't love you. They can't love you. They don't have the capacity to love you. They don't. They can love bomb you. They can bread crumb you, but they can't truly love you in the adult sense of the word. That's not possible. It just isn't. So what are you getting out of the relationship? what are you getting? Take a moment to step back and think in your mind, what are you getting? And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about emotion. I'm talking about love. What are you getting out of this relationship other than crazy making? other than doubting your own sanity. What are you getting? Are you getting what you need from the relationship? I certainly am not. I have somebody here who I could now label, just like she labels me, as an acquaintance. Is this somebody I'm married to? Yes, legally I am. But emotionally, this is not a marriage. And Now I understand something that I didn't understand for years because I was trying to understand who she was. And now that I understand who she is, and again, I talked about labels, 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 labels. If you haven't listened to that podcast, please do. I'm not going to say, oh, she's borderline, you know, comorbid with narcissistic personality disorder. She might be. She might be a high functioning lunatic. It doesn't matter. The end result is the same. So yeah, I guess if I'm looking to seek help for her, forget it. For me, yeah, I could get some help with somebody who specializes in relational abuse, somebody who understands narcissism. Not every counselor or therapist or psychologist does. Not everybody understands borderline. It's like a cross to a vampire with a lot of psychologists. Because it's so hard to diagnose. So if you're not getting the basic fundamentals out of this relationship, that's love and respect, that person seeing you, that person supporting you, that person having your back, then why do you remain? What do you do when you know they don't care? What do you do? Do you mourn? Are you hurt? Do you want revenge? Do you want to go to war? Do you want to change them? It's all not worth it. At the end of the day, you have you yourself to contend with, and that's what I'm going through right now, and I will tell you it is painful. It is very painful to look back on 20 plus years and realize that I lived a lie. I lived a lie. What I thought was there isn't and I know it will never be there. I have come out of the fog. Yeah, it's tough. And if you're still in the fog, work through it and get some clarity. Don't take an inordinate amount of time to figure it out. Start to find your own path to healing and happiness. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com always appreciate hearing from you and I appreciate your continued support of this podcast. We've come a long way, getting close to almost 90 podcasts. New podcasts uploaded every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Till the next time, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.